ladies and gentlemen, my name is Douglas Muir and I'm the CEO and founder of the Family Business Fund and, and I'd like to welcome you to Tax Implications. So traditional investing is dead. That's what we talk about. That is the name of this podcast and it really is, especially due to technology and uh, different things that are happening, cryptocurrencies in the system. And why I started this podcast is because I knew only a little bit compared to all the information out there uh, that was really digested by me from my financial advisor who tried to keep it simple and I get it. But as an accredited investor, I was open to be able to invest in so much more um, that I, I thought that I would, I would just deliver this to you in the simplest terms. Tax is not simple. And that's why we have David, David Sade, who's a, a dear friend of mine. He's a CFA chartered member. Um, it's a super hard test to, to pass. And uh, he did it his first time. I think 14% of the people do that. Um, and although he's not a CPA, uh, he does know a lot about the tax and the implications. And I want to talk to you about this because I can't tell you how many people tell me, well, if I invest in the family business fund and you're paying me 20%, I mean, all this tax that I'm going to have to pay. And I'm like, yeah, but you're making money. So you make no money and not pay tax. I, I, I don't get that part. So we're going to clear all this up. Uh, in a nice, simple way. I have David say, David, thank you so much for, uh, for being on the show, my friend, again. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm always happy to volunteer uh, my time to help uh, clear things up. But you know, I will say this now, and many times during this, that I am not a tax professional. Uh, please go talk to a tax advisor before making any investment decisions. Yes, and I'm not a financial advisor, but I figured out that I could do this on my own. And I'm doing a great job. So um, let's talk about the different types of taxes right now. So let's go high level. You know, being a retired airline captain, let's start off at 37,000 feet, right? We have federal income tax, right? And then we have state tax, and then we have local tax, and we have city tax, and we have blah, 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 right? Let's start off with the federal tax. How does that tax system work in the United States? And who really is paying the brunt of the federal tax? Yeah, t the tax system at a high level is really just a set of mandatory payments. Um, it's a very complicated system. In my opinion, it just gets more complicated every year. So talk to a tax professional. <laughs> Um, but no, the IRS is the general tax collector, um, and we have what's called a progressive uh, tax system. That means that not everybody pays the same rate. Um, the the uh, wealthier people who earn a lot of money pay a higher percent than less wealthy people who don't make as much money. And so, you know, I, I'm going to make up numbers. You know, the lowest tax bracket might be like 10% or so, but the highest might be 40%. Um, and so it just depends on a lot of different factors. So, you know, talk to your tax person about uh, where, where you fit in that. So now uh, there's a lot of debate about the, the wealthy people um, uh, that are able to not pay much in the federal taxes due to deductions, right? What, what do they mean by that? In very high level terms, a deduction is um, an expense that a person pays uh, that they can remove from their earnings when they're calculating taxes. So if I make, you know, just to use round numbers, if I make $100,000 a year, uh, but I paid a certain amount in you know, healthcare expenses, 
um, I can reduce my hundred thousand dollars by those healthcare expenses. And so, you know, again, very complicated stuff. Definitely talk to someone um, if you think you have some deductions you can start taking. So now the family business fund, and let's use well, we're going to let's use two. So we have the stock market over here, right? So you buy Coca Cola at X and you sell it at Y. You sell, you buy it at ten dollars, you sell it at twenty dollars. That means you made a ten dollar profit. How is that taxed? There are two stages of gains when we talk about the stock market. The first is what's called unrealized gains. That essentially just means you haven't sold your stock yet. Um, when you sell your stock, you get what's called realized gains. That means that you've actually taken, you know, in this case, the $10 profit, and it's in cash now. It's no longer in that stock. Um, there, now, at, at, once you sell it, there are two different ways that it can be taxed, generally speaking. Um, the first is as a short-term capital gain. Uh, that means that you've held the security for less than a year. Um, you get, that gets taxed as uh, just regular income. So, you know, when I was talking earlier, the, the 10 to 40%, that's what you get taxed at. The other type of taxation is what's called long-term capital gains. That means that you've held the security for more than a year. Um, that gets taxed on a special scale and it's a sliding scale, you know, depending on uh, how much you make, it could be more or less. Long-term capital gains could be, you know, 20% of the profit um, or, or less depending on a lot of different factors. So, you know, again, talk to a CPA or a tax professional um, about what you could expect there. So David, uh, in the family business fund, as you know, uh, we're called a high yield fixed income fund. So we pay 20%, but you have to hold it for 18 months. So I have to hold your money. I pay 20% a year, right? And I hold your money for 18 months and I pay you distributions on a monthly basis. What tax implications do our investors have by using that type of payment plan? So again, talk to your tax person before making any uh, before taking any advice. This is not advice. It's just kind of trying to explain things on a on a simple level. But uh, the tax implications for most people will be that the interest payments get taxed as regular income. So if you make you know ten thousand dollars, or if you receive ten thousand dollars in interest payments, uh, you just pay taxes on that as though it is just regular income, right? So it's, it's on that scale from like 10 to 40% or so. Um, that, that's on the interest that you earn and that you just get taxed on every year. Because the, the, uh, the debt that you're issuing is issued at par value, that means that for every $100 I give you, you give me debt worth $100. There are reasons why that might not be the case, but that is the case for you. Uh, because that's how you're doing it, there are no tax implications for uh, the return of that hundred dollars, eighteen months or five years in the future, whatever the time frame may be. Um, so, really, the only tax implications of the debt that you're issuing is the ordinary income tax on uh, the interest payments that are made. So, if the interest payments are paid back on a monthly basis to the client, but not put into their account, that's called realized. But what happens if it's put back into their account? Is that called unrealized? Uh, no, so the sort of mechanically, uh, what would happen is family business fund gives or, or sends that interest payment to the customer, but the customer, in effect, sends it right back and buys a little bit more of the security, right? So yes. if you send $10,000, the customer basically says, nope, give me $10,000 more of debt. 
the customer is still liable for the taxes on that $10,000, you know, whenever the tax man comes around the next year. Um, so you don't avoid taxes by doing that, but what you do get is, you know, compounded interest on the, the dollars that you reinvest. So you make it 20% on 20%? Uh, yes. <laughs> you, you, you make, you earn a return on the money that you get back. And so it's called compounded interest. It's a very common term in investments. More or less, it just means that your earnings earn more. Um, you do have to pay the taxes and that's fine, but you know, you, you can, there are other ways to get those distributions uh, to, to pay taxes, you know, the next year. So as a investor yourself, um, do you worry about the tax implications when you invest in something or do you just want to invest in something that will make you a return? How do you invest? You yourself. Yeah, my personal view is that taxes actually are not a bad thing. It means you've earned money. Um, you know, I, I, there are reasons to be a little bit more tax conscious that, for, for some than others. Uh, my personal situation is that um, I believe that if I buy you know, Amazon stock at 1,000 and it goes up to 2,000 and I sell it, like, that's a good thing. Uh, I do have to pay taxes and that's fine. I have to be mindful of that. Um, but it, it means you're doing well, generally speaking. I mean, there, there are crazy edge cases where that might not be the case. So talk to your tax person. Um, but for me in my personal situation, I don't mind paying taxes because that means I'm earning money. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I feel the exact same way, right? So the money that I make, I also put into the family business fund. Uh, as the owner, I keep 10% of the portfolio uh, with my personal money and, and because I believe in us so much. And plus, I pay 20%, which is great. But I take my 20% and I put it back in and I take my, and it just kind of, it just builds this huge nest egg. Now the tax implications I'm going to have to pay, I'm going to have to pay. But making 20% is is far outweighs the tax implications. I just, I have to pay it anyway. So what I look for is I look for safety, right? So I'm on uh, Yield Street. I don't know if you've heard about uh, that company. They All they do is sell um, uh, alternative investment vehicles. You have to be an accredited investor, which as we talked about before, just means you made more than $200,000 a year, $300,000 a year to include your, your loved one or um, you're liquid a million dollars, right? Not including your house. So that's an accredited investor and you can look that up. If you are, you can go on these alternative investments and you can invest in places like the Family Business Fund and, or you can go on to Yield Street, which has a thousand different types of alternative investments. Besides just using your financial advisor, and I get that. And if you know how to read your form, God bless you, because I still don't know how to read that form. But if you want to do something nice and simple and not worry about the volatility of the market, look at alternative investments, either through Yield Street, uh, give me a call. I have so much information. Come on to our website at www.familybusinessfund.com. I have articles, I got podcasts on, on how to read reports, on how to look up and research different types of alternative investments. All this is free to you. I did all the research for you because I remember how upset I got that I did not understand how any of this stuff works. And now I do, and I want to share that with you. We really do appreciate you coming on and, and, and listening to our great advisors and, 
and, and great people that we have on here. We love interviewing these people. David, thank you so much for being a part of our show. Uh, it's been a great education to me, and we like that you always give back. Thank you. Absolutely my pleasure. And you know, once again, talk to your tax person, um, but I'm you know, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on.